pain. Pain and suffering and, <laughs> and vindication. <laughs> you don't want to start that way. <laughs> no, we can. We're here now. Okay, well, that's true. Pain, suffering, and a little bit of vindication, but I don't I don't revel in this vindication. Uh, Alabama loses to Tennessee. Uh, we weren't it? even going to start with Alabama. Well, that's that, that is, I'm not going to bury the lead. We'll, we'll talk normal college football first, and then we'll talk Alabama. Listen, this is Pat's Interference, um, a great podcast, and two very upbeat guys that love talking about football. And we're back. Uh, we're not shying away from this. We'll just put the Band-Aid on, and then we'll move on with the season. But I'm Patrick Brickman. He's Patrick Norwood, and we Howdy. are here to talk about week seven of the college football season. Yeah, exactly. Week seven. Uh, oh, no. Bama lost in October. I wonder what's going to happen the rest of the year. It's not the first time we've seen it. This one does feel a little different to me, but we'll get into so that. So did last year. Mem- Mimba? I do remember. I do remember. Yeah, it's past interference. How's it going? It's good to talk to you guys again. Thank you for listening. Last week, we are back. Two weeks in a row. Look at us. We're on a roll. We're on a roll. And We're you can't stop. We went to the fair on Monday. We had a great time at the fair. What was your favorite thing we ate at the fair? Uh, my favorite thing I ate at the fair was probably the turkey leg. The turkey leg was dynamite. I'm going to go funnel cake. I'm not a big funnel cake guy normally, but I saw it, it called my name, and I do not regret it one bit. It tasted fantastic. Um, I went on a Ferris wheel for the first time. I went on the Ferris wheel for the first time with a girl, or by myself, or anybody, but it was nice to have a girl up there. Uh, Rob Norwood terrified of Ferris wheels. I'll put that into the universe. He doesn't listen to this. It doesn't matter. Ferris wheels are what get him. Does he... Is it... Does he go on other fair rides or is it just... Yeah. No, he loves So he'll rides. go on the spinny rides. Yeah, he loves rides. The what spi- is it about the Ferris wheel that freaks him out? I think it's just the height and how it, like, it just stops at the top that I think he doesn't like and he just feels very bare. He's okay. the same way on ski lifts. So he wouldn't do... But I'm, so I'm assuming this means he wouldn't do the free fall. Um, I love the free fall. You know, I don't know. We've never tried it because the one time that girl at Six Flags got her legs chopped off. Oh, yeah. And that happened when we were like... Growing up, so I think we always just saw that ride. And yeah, like, then you no could always be the next one. I mean, it's a fair that. reason to not, not do something, that. fear of losing your legs. That, yeah. that would prevent me from doing something. Yeah, for sure. If for I was sure. really afraid. Um, the good news is he has such teeny tiny legs that I don't think it would. Also, I shouldn't be making light of that. That's a tragedy that happened, and it scarred me as a child. I thought it was going to happen on every fair ride I went after that. Um, a, a quick shout out to the NC State Fair. One of my favorite, actually, yeah, one of my favorite things about that and something that really struck me. Uh, harmoniously was um, the fact that they don't charge for parking. No. One of my pet peeves as a human is when (laughs) events Uh charge people for parking. Yeah. I I don't mind if like Joe Smith in his front yard is charging you. That's his own property. He can can do that. Uh, If you're parking in a city lot and the city's charging you, that's one thing. But like a high school football game. It happens at every high school football game. Yes. Like Bro, you invited me here. I bought a ticket. What did you expect me to... Now you want to charge me to come? As an employee of the Durham Bulls, I'm not going to comment on this topic. I know you can't. But isn't... You know, if you park in the lot, isn't that American tobacco anyway? And it doesn't matter. You shouldn't You shouldn't it, speak on this. Look, hey. I'm just the video guy. Yeah, I don't know whose charges are. And I walk there, so... But it's just... You know what I'm saying. Big downtown guy. Mm-hmm. It's Big like downtown the, guy. the Dallas Cowboys. If I park at your stadium, you're going to charge me? I, I bought the ticket. Just put it as part of this... Anyway... Uh, but shout out NC State Fair. It actually was really well run. We were, um, we were to the front gate as quickly as we could be, and they chartered us yeah. over there. And no, it's, it's a really fun. fun event. If you haven't been yet and you live in North Carolina, be sure to check it out. That's today's sponsor. Of they're the not even yeah. They're not even really paying us to do this. We just really enjoyed ourselves, and we needed it. We needed it after a rough weekend of football. Let's get into that. Hey, look, look. 
all right, we're going to do a two. I'm going to give you two minutes. We're going to air it out and then we'll, we'll do a deep dive at, at the end. Okay. Uh, I told you, and I'm not saying I told you so I'm not ha ha he he look how great I am. I told you we were going to lose one of two games this season and it's bookending the Texas A&M week. Those are hard games. It is tough to play in Fayetteville on the road against KJ Jefferson. Bryce got hurt. Texas A&M. Bryce was still hurt. We had an inefficient offense. We almost lost and we won. And then we played against Tennessee. So you're coming in banged up. Clearly your head's not in the right space. Clearly their heads were in the right space. And then you almost win despite committing 17 penalties. Two or three of which I think are BS. But that's neither here nor there. You lost. There's no way we can blame that game on the refs. That's that's chicken uh, poop. That's terrible. You can't do that. You can't do that. So, look, I told you it was going to happen. Not you, just the populace that's mm-hmm. listening to this. I told you we were going to lose that game. 16 <laughs> years is a long time. The last time Tennessee beat Alabama, I had not yet finished puberty. You also did tell me, and I was humbled. I've been humbled this season to both NFL and college. Um, it's just, I no longer say, and I'm going to probably say this again as we talk about Alabama, but I no longer say despite committing 17 penalties. That has become the norm to me. We've played four teams with a pulse this year. Sorry, three teams with a pulse this year. Who would you consider those? Arkansas, A&M, and Tennessee? Four teams with a pulse this year. Yeah, and then I have to throw a... Wait. You've got Vanderbilt, Utah State, and ULM other than that. Three teams with the... Yeah, we played six games. Three teams with a pulse. Yep. Sorry about that. Um, And two of them... Uh, okay, uh, am I am I losing my mind here? Yeah, you are. Texas. Yep. A and Oh, Texas. I forgot about Texas. Okay, You're there right. we go. I yeah. forgot about Texas. Sorry. I'm so Four sorry. teams of the polls. So three sorry. of them they've played like that. Where, well, Bama's not going to do that every week. Well, they've done it three of the four teams of the polls they've played against. I'm glad mm-hmm. I could sort that out in my head because I really had that ready to go. Um, I came into the year. I didn't just drink the Kool Aid. I made the Kool Aid coming into the season with all yeah. the transfers they got. I, I on this podcast said I don't think Alabama will lose a game. I think this is the best preseason team we've had. Yep. And I think that could still be the case, talent wise, but headspace wise, whatever this team is, whatever they come out when they play a team, they don't they don't have it mentally. And three of the four teams we've played this year, we've had those. Well, Bama won't do that again, and they've done it three of the four times. Sure. And so I don't say I don't say despite. Uh, I, I will be more optimistic than you here, and I will say this in closing so we can get to the rest of college football. Uh, I think the, oh my gosh, we might lose jitters are now gone. What do you have to lose now? I hope so. You've already lost. I hope so. What do you have to lose? The, when those go away, that's when Alabama, in in the past, I'm not saying it'll happen this year, uh, because you know I'm not going to predict anything, and I'm not going to try to, I'm not going to suck in copium. That's what I'm trying not yep. to do, is, is just live off of copium for the next few weeks. But... Alabama's had a number of one-loss national championship teams, and when they became truly deadly was after that first loss. Uh, by the way, in a regular, normal college football season, Alabama has won the national championship being undefeated once, and it has not been in the last decade. In a normal college football yeah, season. You're not 2020 was COVID. COVID. Look, yes. all right. And it was the most impressive team, and they would have beat anybody else you put in front of them. They would have gone undefeated. I have no doubt in my mind about that. But... They didn't. They were ten and zero, and they played primarily SEC teams the entire way. The luckily, entire way. Luckily, there were also a lot of other football games played that weekend, and yeah. we partook in some. Yes, yes, we did. We did. We watched a lot of great games this weekend. Uh, 
you had uh, Clemson, Florida State. Let's start there. Let's start there. I'm just starting. I'm starting rankings wise. Georgia beat the crap out of Vanderbilt as they should. Clemson and Florida State were in a close game, a then not very close game, and then a very close game at the end as Florida State had the ball and looked like they're about to start driving down 34-28. Uh, Brick, every week I've asked you, are you impressed or not impressed with Clemson? And every week it seems like you've been a little bit more optimistic, a little bit more on the bandwagon, not bandwagon for Clemson, but you know what I mean, on the Clemson might be all right sort of, uh, sort of deal. Are you still there right now? I think that we jumped on and piled on Clemson too early. We've seen a lot of top teams not play to their potential week to week to week uh, to week. Everybody. Everybody except maybe Ohio State so far. Uh, struggled against Notre Dame week one. Yeah. I mean, Notre Dame's a good team, but they did Wrong. struggle against them. Wrong. Notre Dame's a very bad football a, team. A decent-ish team. I'm not going to put them in Vanderbilt level. I'm not going to put them in Missouri level. They would crush Missouri. I don't know about that. Yeah, maybe not. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, it was it, it was a um, you know tough environment. I don't even remember where they played. But anyway, yes. Everybody has struggled at some point in the season. I think we jumped on the let's hate on Clemson too early. I also think we jumped on the let's pile on DJ Uyunglele losing his starting job, and he's just a, a, a bust and will never do anything of value. Are, he's been pretty good. You and I are guilty of that, too. Yeah. We did that. We did. We did. I thought that I thought that the freshman was going to take over, and I thought it was going to be sooner rather than... He's been fine. He's been good. He's been good. I won't even say fine. He has been a good quarterback the last few weeks. He played well against Florida State. He's not losing games for them. Well, I think Will Shipley is taken a ton of pressure off of him. And I think Clemson has gotten past most of their tests. I don't know what else is remaining on that schedule. I know that NC State was uh, a big one. They beat them. Syracuse. Syracuse, Syracuse is playing is well. Syracuse right is a team that has tri- tripped them up in the past and, and could trip them up again. But if, I guess if they get past Syracuse and they sail into They're the playoffs. Syracuse at Notre Dame, who you and I both just kind of looked at each other and went, eh, not great. Notre Dame can beat you, though. Louisville at home. Miami at home, South Carolina at home, and that's their schedule. That's th- their year. I think as the season goes on, Notre Dame will get better, I guess, because the first-year head coach deal. But, yeah, I mean, you know, you can pencil them into a playoff spot right now. Uh, interesting fact about Clemson. They have five games left. Four of them are at home. The only one not at home is at Notre Dame. So just something to keep an eye out on. But, yeah, no, you're not wrong. I, I think um, – you know, and credit to Florida State. Florida State's not a bad team. Jordan Travis had 254 yards in that game. Um, and I don't think Georgia or Jordan Travis has been right since the LSU game. You remember he got a little bit banged up in that game. And I feel like every time I've watched him since then, he's been... He left the Louisville game. Hobbled at some point. He left the... Yeah, he, he didn't. And then right. I think he missed... He I think he's missed, missed an entire week, right? game, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been injured in three games this year, yeah. So it'll be, I, I don't know, that'll be interesting to watch for Florida State. You know, I think it's been an optimistic season for them so far. Um, the NC State game was a massive letdown for them, and I know that. But yeah. that's also a tough road game when, at the time, they were playing, for at least most of the game, a healthy Devin Leary, who's a talented quarterback. Um, you've got USC and Utah. Utah pulling off the upset in a awesome game it was really fun that was such a fun we needed a game like that to get over the one we'd watch that's, that's one thing that i will say about this weekend and why it can sometimes suck being an alabama fan if alabama is to lose your entire scope of the day is ruined by the amount of jackasses that text you oh tough day huh yes yes it was you're very silly you did it thank you uh it's ruined by that and then the fact that you don't really want to watch the rest of the games and everybody else is having a great time. <laughs> and 
everybody else, this was a great college football Saturday. And for us, it was too. We just had one really bad game. Well, also, I will go on the other side of that coin, and I will use the team that you just mentioned, USC. All right, so Alabama loses a game. And for most teams, that throws your entire season into complete uncertainty if you, if you have title aspirations like USC does. Everybody at the end of the Alabama game, every Alabama fan still knows that they would control their destiny, and nobody's going to argue that. They, can, they still have to, you know, they will either have to beat Georgia or Tennessee again if they win out. And that would get them in the playoff, and everybody knows it because we've seen it before, like last year and other years. USC, on the other hand, loses a one-point game to Utah and on, on a play yeah. where they lost on a two-point conversion by a really good quarterback, and they now need help. And they're decimated. They're decimated. There's no. I don't think there's a path for them to make it. Their season is that they need loss. They need. They need SEC teams to beat SEC teams. Uh, they need Badly. upsets in our in our league. They yeah. need. They need. Uh, other, you know, they probably, I guess big 12s probably out of it, but unless Tennessee loses to UT Martin or Vanderbilt, Tennessee can survive a one loss to Georgia. Everybody's already penciling in two sec teams. We just don't know which two of the three. yet. Yep. Uh, you've got, uh, so you had that, you had a top 10 matchup between Michigan and Penn state, Michigan winning 41, 17. Uh, look, I told you before we started recording, I don't actually think Penn state's that good. Michigan's fine. Michigan's a good team. I think they're a playoff contender. Everybody in your Michigan pants, calm down, relax. They're fine. Your quarterback also threw for 145 total yards in a college football game. But, you know, I guess it dictated the rush. Um, you know, it, it, it's hardball. It's Michigan. We'll see what happens when they play a big, big game. I don't think this was a big, big game because I think Penn State was overrated. Is there, really, uh, is there more than one big, big game in the Big Ten left? Um, no, I don't think so. I think there really is just, I mean, it's a collision course. Which last so, time so that happened, Ohio State lost to Purdue. So that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, yeah, you still see upsets in that league that maybe less so, or maybe I'm just making that up. Um, I do think McCarthy's a good quarterback. I know you just sort, sort of said he didn't throw, but he, he seems, a, I like him better than, um, oh, what was that? I can't even remember his name last year. The guy he beat out for this job. Yeah. I Ma- McNamara. McNamara. Yeah. McNamara. Um, they both have like, uh, like United States World War II general names. I guess McNamara was technically the Secretary of the Defense after World War II. But anyway, keep going. Is Michigan good enough to beat Ohio State on the road this year? I don't know. They don't have Hutchinson sacking C.J. Stroud three or four times. Yep. Their, their defense is fine, but they don't have that. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Michigan's been somewhat impressive. I'm not going to say that I think they suck. I think they're a top six to four team. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh Oklahoma State and TCU had a hell of a game that nobody saw because of Tennessee and Alabama that went to double overtime. TCU tied it going the last, I think, two minutes of the fourth quarter after being down by 13 entering the fourth yeah, quarter. Yeah, we were paying attention to that just because of our pick them. Yeah, like- um, and TCU won in double overtime. Um, they've been uh, TCU's been a ton of fun to watch this year. It's been a really good year for college football because you've got these teams like like the TCUs and even Utah. Utah lost a tough game to Florida, but at the time, Florida was great. Yeah. That was the first week of the season. TCU's got Lincoln Riley's brother calling their offense. Yep. It must be nice. Yep. Oklahoma State uh, also has had a great season. Just couldn't win that one. It'll be interesting to see what happens in the Big 12 the rest of the year. Auburn and Ole Miss played in what I will call a rock fight. Uh, Tank Bigsby rushed for 179 yards. Uh, Robbie Ashford was the passing leader in this game with 140 yards. Robbie Ashford has been awful throwing the ball. He had awful. I, I got to watch okay, a fair but, amount of this. But one. all we heard about this offseason was how Jackson Dart's the 
heir to the Matt Corral throne, and he can't out Duke Robbie Ashford. Well, look how much look how much yards they ran, ran for that game. He didn't have to throw the ball. They oh, were running. They were running down their point. throat. It could be the same thing as Michigan, where it didn't. Dictate, I think it was right? good play calling by Lane Kiffin, less than Jackson Dart not playing well. Um, because they, I mean, Auburn could not stop their run, and they just kept throwing. I mean. We would want Bill O'Brien to do that if Jameer Gibbs was getting 11 uh, yards a carry. Neither uh, neither team could stop the run, by the way. Well, no. no. Like, both, like Ole Miss played terrible against yeah, the run as well. That game was simultaneously Ole Miss's least impressive game of the year while being potentially Auburn's most impressive game yep. of the year. And despite some of their dumb penalties. Um, and the, Auburn just treading water till the offseason. That's what they're doing. The quarterbacks in that game went 17 for 36 for 270 combined yards, three touchdowns, and three picks. Not great passing the ball. Boy, oh boy. Uh, Tank Bigsby, 20 carries for 170 yards. Uh, Judkins, 25 carries for 139 yards. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, it was... It I was, like this Judkins kid, by the way. He's pretty good. He's good. He's good. I don't know if you've seen he's him good. play yeah, much yet. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, total yards, you had 578. For Ole Miss, 441 for Auburn. Uh, time of possession was split down the middle. Read me the rushing yards again. I want to remember that number. Uh, rushing totals or just yards? Total for I, Ole okay, Miss. Okay, hold on. Uh, total rushing yards for Ole Miss, 448. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Auburn had 300 <laughs> yards of rushing in that game. Oh, my goodness yeah, gracious. That was painful to watch. That one was not fun to watch. Luckily for Ole Miss, no one was watching because it ended right when the Alabama game started. Although, what we wouldn't give to watch 400 yards rushing from Alabama again. Could have had it Saturday. Could have had the win. Uh, NC State played Syracuse in a very eh game. It was not fun to watch. Syracuse is undefeated. That's all I really have to say about that. Shout out, Devin Leary. Sorry you're out for the year, by the way. That sucks. It does that suck. sucks. Uh, Mississippi State and you are uh, UConn. Goodness, Kentucky. Sorry, basketball folks. That's a cardinal sin. I just committed brick. It's not good. This is one that I lost the grip. Who ended up winning this one? Kentucky by ten. Nice. Uh, held Mississippi State to seventeen points, which we're hearing about this great air raid. I think Mike but Leach Kentucky, is at Kentucky's had a good defense for the last few years too, and and we all I I kind of did expect that air raid to taper. It always does with with Mike Leach. Yes. Uh, well, because he calls like six plays. Yeah, it, it starts off really <laughs> he fun. He calls like six plays. But it always tapers off by the end of the year. Yeah. So yeah. I, I saw this kind of coming. It does. It does. Um, other than that, you had uh, Texas survive Iowa State, which was odd. Oklahoma wake up and beat the crap out of Kansas, and then suddenly Kansas was back in the game. Again, this is one of those that ended right when Bama was It's starting. a Big 12 game. Um, it was Oklahoma 52, Kansas 42. I feel like if Kansas still had their quarterback, they would win that game. I just I can't get over Venables in that defense. They're so bad. They're so and, and, bad. And, okay, so it was a meme. Uh, those sort of 2015 to 2019 Oklahoma teams. Remember those? Where the defenses were just atrocious, but they had Mayfield and they had Kyler, and they were just able to out. They could just gain do people eight hundred to seven hundred. Even started with the Trevor Knight era. Yeah, I think you could go back right? that far. And those were, but then they were starting to have this upswing on defense. Yep. Like very quietly, Oklahoma's was starting to be a little bit better defensively, and then they just didn't have Kyler Murray's anymore, and it's just gone all to waste. Yes. Like their defense the last couple of years with Spencer Rattler, their offenses was holding them back. Yes. And now it's like now it's just now they're, they're both just all bad. out of sorts. Oh, but I guess a big win over Kansas, if you want to call it that. Uh Illinois upsetting Minnesota, 26-14. Tommy DeVito, 252 yards. I just love the name Tommy DeVito. I am so glad to see him back in the starting lineup. Um uh JMU finally ranked. No longer. Gasso, getting them. 
45-38. You hate to see it. I mean, JMU is not going bowling anyway. Which Can we talk about that right quick? For a college football podcast, we need to talk about that. Why is it when you make a jump from FCS to FBS, you can't make a bowl game? I don't know the rules. I don't understand that. that. I would need somebody to explain it to me, and then I'd still go, well, that's effing stupid. That's, that's pretty dumb. Yeah. That's pretty dumb. I, I think it has to do with an FCS, you get a certain number of scholarships over what an FBS program does. And I think instead of terminating scholarships, they say, okay, well, you get a, you get a ban. Okay, that may, I mean, yes, but come on. What scholarships are you giving out at an FCS program? I mean, come on. Right? Like There's I, a reason you were know. in FCS school last year. It's right. Like anybody's going to cry foul. Right. Maybe. Uh, Arkansas and BYU is a fun one. 52-35 Arkansas. Uh, KJ Jefferson, 367 yards. Guess he's fine. Hey, guess what? Arkansas might actually be pretty good. I think they are good. I've got, look, I got a lot of optimism about Bama. I can't wait to get to the end of this podcast. I'm really excited about the end of this podcast. Uh, other games, yeah, other games you didn't really have a lot until you got to North Carolina Duke. That one was fun too. That was a fun game. And Drake May's pretty legit. He's, he's pretty a, legit. He's a good quarterback. I would love to have run numbers on the uh, average defensive ranking of teams that he's played so far this year. Because remember, he had to have like a last minute drive to beat App State and App State. Or excuse me, App State choked it and yes. lost to UNC. Yes, That's exactly what happened. Um, so yeah, I, I, eh, I, Drake May is good. Drake May also made some plays the other day where I was like, Hey, that was really bad. He does that. It was atrocious. He'll, he'll, he'll do that to you. Um, Duke, again, their over under win total for the year was two and a half and they hit that in week three. They almost just beat what is now, and I've heard this from several UNC fans, the worst six and one team to ever play college football. Wait, whose fan said that? UNC fans. They're saying that they're the worst six and one team ever. That's kind of funny. I like that meme. That's pretty. I, th- I think that's great. Who's the new coach at Duke? We should talk about the job he's doing then. Uh, uh it's uh. We live in Durham and nobody's talking about Mike. This. Uh, Mike. Oh gosh, his last name's Elko. E. Elko. There it is. Yeah. We got it. He's got the billboard up. Nobody. Yep. How's nobody in this town talking about Mike Elko? I know the basketball uh, I mean, season's a few weeks away, but yeah. like. Well, I mean, the Bulls just won a championship too, so it's a championship hangover, you know. Yeah, that's true. That's that's a, that's, that's, a, that's, that's a fanta- the story That's a fantastic point. That's, that's a really storyline. Really, because really, he's no Brady Williams, but he's ring season. Um, he isn't a Brady Williams. But shout out Hippo Win Podcast. Go hear the story about Brady no, Williams from this week. Kirk Herbstreit, get on your mic and show Duke a little love, man. A little bit. Well, then again, coming from a guy who hasn't watched Game Day all year. <laughs> uh, the other game, uh, Stanford beat Notre Dame, and Notre Dame scored fourteen points. Okay, I just said that Notre Dame was good. I have no, I have not. Dude, they haven't paid attention really to them bad. in a few weeks. They're very bad. Okay, so that's not a challenge to Clemson. No, um, no. Like I, I think Clemson's game. The Clemson's got the Syracuse in there, and then I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and put them in the playoff unless they slip up like they have. Yeah. Um, the, and, okay. One more, one more parting thought on Clemson because I ahead, wanted to say this. This is definitely not Clemson's best team. We know this. This is no. not even when they were even when they lost a game that season with Deshaun Watson. Like we know this isn't Clemson's best team. No, they're not. Yeah. But they're also, if they made the playoff, they wouldn't be the worst team to make the playoff, which is why I think there's no, Oh, who's the worst team to ever make the college football playoff. Uh, you could go Cincinnati, Michigan state, the year Michigan, we beat Michigan, Michigan state. state was bad. It was pretty bad. Uh, they just had the, the pretty Cincinnati was bad. Lucky. Uh, Cincinnati got to have their, you know, birthday party being the first G five <laughs> team. <laughs> to make Cincinnati it in and that, that was that was a, and they played Bama pretty well that game um they played them decently close I don't think their Bama defense played well was and, really and obviously up. sauce Gardner's 
uh, defensive rookie of the year so far in the NFL. But um, yeah. All right. Uh, the last game that I want to talk about from Saturday, LSU, Florida, LSU won 45, 35. Uh, another game that was very back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Jane Daniels, 349 yards, forks up. Um, Anthony Richardson was the leading rusher in the game with 109 yards. That should shock nobody. I'm going to ask you this question when it comes to LSU, Florida. Who would you rather be a fan of right now in terms of future, in terms of opponents, just overall outlook? Mm, that is a really, really solid question. And it's not because it's two good options. I will say that. Because if I'm being honest with you, I'd rather have Billy Napier in Florida right now. I would say Florida because my main competition in my state is Mario Cristobal and Mike Norvell. Yes. And that's a really rich recruiting your ground. Main... So if I can just get a handle on that a little bit, I'm not c- recruiting against Kirby and Saban. Uh, yes, right. right. That's it. Coaching-wise, they've both been equally pretty lackluster for me. Uh, they And I'm not going to knock either of them. But I mean, Florida to have the win over Utah. Ed, Ed Orgeron left an absolute dumpster fire in his wake when he left and uh i think that's 10 times better than what dan mullen left yeah you know like i i just i don't know how you uh, by the way dan mullen does picks every week and if you haven't looked at him whole body go look at him i think i muted his instagram page because it always pop up on my suggestion nothing has convinced me that he knows little about little to nothing about football more than seeing his picks every week get ready to see him calling your offense next year i'd be okay with that oh i thought you would hate that compared to what it is right now i'd take it that's a great transition. Here we go. At this point right now, at this juncture, we're at the 25-minute mark. Uh, I would like to talk about Alabama football for the next 15 to 20 minutes. I'll, I can do that. I will start. Okay. It was a fantastic 16 years never losing to Tennessee that happened at the perfect time of my life. The formative years of my adult life, Alabama beat Tennessee. And most years beat them pretty handedly. And the years that they didn't, they were exciting games that Alabama won anyway. Right? Correct. Uh, if I am being objective right now, that was a good win for most of college football. What I will say on top of that is, you don't know how annoying Tennessee fans are about to be the rest of the year. Because there is not a worse fan base in the country. <laughs> there isn't. Alabama's close. Some of Alabama fans are terrible, and you know that. You went to school with me. and I'm a terrible Alabama fan. I mean, there's tons of them, but that's the difference. There are a ton of Alabama Go back and listen to our our preseason podcast and tell me I'm not one of those fans. Uh, There are a ton of really bad Alabama fans. Sure. But there's also just a ton of fans. Tennessee's lost a lot of fans over the last decade, decade and a half. They gained them all back. (laughs) And now they're back, and now they just think it's 98. I'm not, I'm not sure I'm buying Tennessee in the playoff just yet, by the way. I think they're going to make it. I'm not sure I'm buying it. 100% it's happening. Okay. But I'll explain that in a minute if you want to. Uh, those fans are about to be atrocious. And all of you who were cheering the other day when they won, just remember this, this moment at the 27 mark of Pat's Interference Podcast that... I told you so is somehow going to come back up and I will probably dig this one back up and just show it to everybody at some point. But enough talk about Tennessee. We need to talk about the team that lost the game. That was not the referees. And I don't even think was really the players. Cause I will say this. I think Bryce young had one of the best games, if not the best game of his career the other day. It was, it was his best game. Um, he was outstanding Threw for over 400 yards, uh, scrambled, looked, looked, 
how many times and then just Bryce just run just run just run nope I'm just going to find a guy 25 yards down the field and put it on a dot the pass to Cameron Law too on the sideline was one of the most beautiful balls I've ever seen thrown um the touchdown to Cameron Law too when you absolutely needed it why are we dear god why are you passing the ball in that situation but that was the play call Bryce said forget your play call I'm going to do my own thing and uh and scored and everything that Alabama needed Bryce to be on Saturday, he was, and then he was more than that. He took several big hits, one of which should have been a targeting. Everyone knows that. There's no point in talking about that on the podcast. There's no point in talking about that. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go look at the targeting on Bryce Young that was reviewed and then said no targeting. I think this is the one one call that I can and should complain about, though. After go for it. Everything, no, no, no. Go for after it. After everything. The when I say all... we shouldn't talk about it, I'm yeah. saying we shouldn't talk about it as a reason as to no, why we lost the game. No, it's definitely not the reason. We, it's right? not a reason we lost. I'm going to talk about it as the as the message that it sent. And and Tennessee fans can't do anything about this. They know it was a target, too. And they know that this isn't, this isn't the It didn't affect that much of the game. I think we ended up getting a first down on that drive anyway. Uh, pretty sure we scored I, on that drive. We either scored or we kicked a field goal. One of our early field goals. It was fine. I mean, it's it was score. whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, but no, it was, it was the... After all the discourse, you know, to his injury and the discourse and it affecting both NFL and college and every game you were talking about it to have that. And now we want to argue. And, and it, was, it was making me mad was was Danielson also arguing the semantics of it. Like, no, there's no semantics. It was a helmet to helmet hit on the quarterback. If we just saw all that happen and all the calls we have seen in college football. Was- why are we review? We reviewed it. And we still said it, it was wasn't. forceful contact to the head or neck area. Oh no, they took away the they took a they took away the flag. Yes, they took away the flag for it. Yes, you know the the um indisputable video evidence flag. Yes, uh, it was forceful contact to the head or neck area with the crown of a helmet. When we first heard the targeting rule, that is how it was recited, almost verbatim, and, and that is exactly what happened. And it didn't get called. Now. We can talk about the no calls all day. We yeah, can, now we can move on. It's just uh, let it's me a, it's, let it's me a, talk about one more. Yeah. The defensive pass interference at the end of the game that would have won Alabama the game was horrible. And if those rules were reversed, that's that's a no call because if you call that against Tennessee at home on the game ceiling interception with Alabama driving, you're getting hit with a beer bottle. They <laughs> proved that last year. That's true, and they've proved it multiple times in the past. Last year was not an isolated incident. They've thrown way worse than mustard bottles and golf balls. Trust me. Trust me. No. And it wasn't that. It was it was also because it was for the pass interferences they didn't call in the game. That's the one you're going to call. It was now. inconsistent. So the refs Very were the refs were bad. What yeah. was worse was Alabama's performance and their composure. Mm-hmm. The literal kickoff, the opening kickoff, there was a flag. Alabama started the game on their own five. Uh, it may have been their own eight, nine, ten, whatever. There were seventeen more, and then there were uh, six more in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost, I would say, six out of those seven I agree with should have been penalties. Um, and so like you mentioned, that is, I think there are two massive problems that plague Alabama right now. And again, this is why I'm going to go into a positive note. Okay. Uh, the two major problems, one of them, I think the players can fix and that is the penalties. And I think they will fix that. And I know I said it after Texas and I know I said it, I know A&M, there were a good amount of penalties. I don't think it was as bad as we're remembering it. It's 12. It's, it's, it's as bad. Pretty bad. It's as bad as you remember it. Um, but I'm not 17, st- but it was 12. I'm still not going to give that a, I, I, I just, I, I can't imagine a scenario where this just keeps happening over and over and over again. I can't. I was saying that. And now I do. I know. I, I don't know. I know. There's a, there's 
either a voice in that building or a lack of voices in that building. But there's it's it is not being so it is not being taught enough. The other part of this is, and this is the part that scares me to death about this team. The play callers have left the players out to dry, period, especially on offense and a little bit on defense. You have DeMarco Hellams, a safety, covering the speediest wideout on the field. Why? And not only why, why did it happen three times? Building was awesome for weeks, and then all of a sudden, he, yeah, he left the building. Fell apart. Uh, we expected this out of Bill O'Brien, and, and yes. we know he's... Well, and the, so that's the other one. Not only are you leaving a player out to drive out to dry you're leading you're leaving your best player out to drive that's why it was Bryce's best he was literally Superman you are leaving him out to dry and then you're underutilizing your second best player on offense in Jameer Gibbs the thing that I will always remember from this game the three things is the no call and the pass interference that's number one not in any order number two will be the punt where for whatever reason Alabama decided to touch it and try to recover it mm. Uh, and then it will be how Alabama had first and 10 at the 30 with 40 seconds left against a team that had two timeouts where they had driven down their throats. And instead of running the ball to get the clock to a reasonable time to get it on a good hash mark to kick from, by the way, and look, whatever Jameer Gibbs gets stuffed three times in a row. Fine. But Tennessee's out of timeouts. It doesn't matter. You were going to do that anyway. Who cares? If you're just going to throw the ball, you're doing that anyway. But instead, you're just giving Tennessee time. You either are guaranteeing you kick the last field goal, you kick it, you kick it, you kick it, not them, you. Or And they can't ice your kicker. Or when they get the ball with 15 seconds left, they don't have timeouts, so they can't run down and they can't call time. You know, it was just- Right, right. And I'm look, I, I know you're upset at Will Reichard. He should make that all day. Sure, that's his job. You're a kicker. You should make the field goal. We, as Alabama fans, should not expect kickers to make field goals in big moments. No, and it's, it's not that Will Wright. And not only reason. that, head coach Nick Saban should not expect Alabama kickers to make field goals in big moments. There has to be some sort of precedent set of, hey, game-winning field goals are a non-option at Alabama. You need to score. You need to score a touchdown. And the best way we could have tried to do that the other day was not throwing the ball. It was running the ball with Jameer Gibbs. Well, see, I think that's what we. I think we were throwing the ball to try to score a touchdown. That's why. That's what I think they were doing. I was all for playing for the field goal. That's why I wanted to run the ball. Kick the two seconds on the clock. You win the game, see, or we go to have, overtime. You have Jameer Gibbs, who I I would love to see his statistics on inside runs in that game, because I would venture to guess that he got about three yards a carry. But I don't think he was getting thirty-five yards and 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 no. But seconds. he's not giving our kicker a fifty-yard field goal. May have been a forty-five yard. No, field we goal. would have gotten closer. We would have been in the middle of that. That's why we should have run the ball. Yes. I'm fine playing for the field goal. I, I just I what I don't what I don't like or a screen pass for God's sake if you're gonna throw it just throw a screen pass but play for the last field goal right play for the last it's like it's like when the it's, okay at the end of a basketball game there's no shot clock you don't come down the floor and shoot a shot off of one pass and then you throw it up with 20 seconds left right you hold it for the final shot that's yes. what we didn't do that's what Bill O'Brien and Nick if it was their voices combined I don't know he's the one calling the plays that's what he did. We didn't play for the final shot. We played. Took, I think he was trying to score a touchdown. I don't know what they thought they could get one more first down, and but it's just. So I'll ask you. You this. weren't playing the clock in that moment. You weren't play, There's one way Bama loses that game, or two. I guess turning it over, throwing the ball, or giving them the ball back with their timeouts and no time to stop it. I'll ask you this: What scares you more, the penalties or the offensive play calling by Bill O'Brien? 
for you're, the rest of the season. You're not going to like this, but it's still the penalties. Okay. Because we have Bryce Young. You if we didn't have Bryce Young, I'd say Bill O'Brien. But we did have 500-something yards, of, and it was because Bryce Young has to be Superman. Sure. Because, and that, okay, so Bill O'Brien. By Bryan, the way, that's how he gets broken. Mm-hmm. That's, that's how we're going to have Jalen Milrow starting in the Iron Bowl, is because Bill O'Brien is going to break Bryce Young. We don't, we don't have the receivers that we normally do at Alabama. They're not getting the separation. They're not getting open. Nope. The offensive line has not been improving. They've been regressing. Now, granted, Alabama does have two receivers coming back at some point that are apparently make or break I'll believe it kids. when I see it. I'll, but again, I'll with these it. transfers, we have I'll no believe idea it when I see it now. I'm tired of waiting on them. I'm tired of waiting on Ricks. I'm tired of waiting. I'm, not, I, uh, I'm, I'm done with Ricks. Ricks and Burton, I'm done with. JoJo Earl. And, and um, JoJo had a great game. And Tyler Harrell are going to be... Non-factors for me. JoJo Earl had a great game the other day, and you're ignoring it. He had a good catch. It's bothering me. He had a good catch. He had two really key blocks on the outside, and I know you're misremembering it. He had a great game. He's blocking. As a receiver, hey, that's better than what our receivers have done all season because they can't hold blocks. What I'm saying is, I'm not waiting on the deep threat anymore. Uh, No, the the deep threats that I was promised. I thought that's what you meant when you said we had two guys in the waiting. No, we're getting two guys that are just other options that may be able to do something. I'm, I'm, we're not going to throw deep t- touchdowns this year. Bryce has to. Our offense is because Bill O'Brien won't call a good game. Our offense is Bryce scrambling around, creating magic until he just happens to squeeze it in a six-inch hole. Yeah, that's what he does. He'll find the six-inch hole like he did a lot to it, but it's all that's all it is. He's terrible. We know this, but Bryce is going to bail us out as long as he's healthy and on the field. So the penalties are what gets me because again, we are in year what of Saban. I'm not uh, about to blame Saban. What I'm saying is, oh, I'll blame him. Go ahead. I mean, he's he's definitely he's definitely part of it. But there, I don't care. Something about the makeup of the team, whatever the voices are going in, we are playing like chickens with our hair on fire every against every team with a pulse. Yes, it is not the way they're coached up. They're not treating opponents equally. They're coming out playing. Will Anderson said it the other day had anxiety. That's fine. Anxiety is a real thing, but it's just. Oh, well, you're not the first Alabama team to have it. It's just so they that's come where out I go and to they play like idiots. Uh, that's where I go to Saban. The most anxious, nervous, the last time I felt this way about an Alabama team was 2010. And that team lost three games or two. It wasn't even penalties that killed that team. It was team. LSU, Auburn. It was complacency with and them. And it was LSU, Auburn, and South Carolina. That, that 2010 team lost three games. They did. Because every single time they came out on the field, they had heard, this is the end-all, be-all team. This team won a title last year. Bama is back. They've got Julio. They've got this new kid, Trent Richardson, who can run the ball. They've got the defending Heisman champion. They have a game manager at quarterback, which at the time is all you needed to win in college football. And they're returning most of the best defense that's ever played at Alabama to that point, right? And the team completely fell apart. Saban learned from that season. And the way that I know he did is by what we talked about at the top of the podcast. There's been one team to play a normal college football season and go undefeated, and it was the first one that won a championship in his era, okay? He knows how to handle these type of teams. Look at the 2012 team. You remember how anxious that team used to get? Oh, I mean, yes, absolutely. It was awful. It was awful. That 2012 team would panic at any given moment because of one holding call. If it was second and 20, that was it. Game over. Game over. The drive's done. You may as well punt, right? But I just don't... I don't know how well the team was anxious. Dude, that's your job. Your job is to manage the team. Mm-hmm. But three times this year, and we've now had 12 or more penalties on the road. Well, actually, one of them, I guess, was at home. But against good teams, teams that we 
our favorite against and should beat, and we always did, and we always because Alabama's for years always been the the sound team. They don't beat themselves. If you beat if you beat yourself, Alabama well, beats you by forty. The few games Alabama did beat, lose, they beat they themselves. beat themselves. But and we nine out of ten of them, right? Right, but that's over fourteen seasons. That's like what eight games. So right. like, but this year it's been three times, and now every team that's playing at home thinks they're going to beat Bama because we're going to do that. They just have to have a loud crowd. They got to make a couple plays. And we got to play LSU and at, in Oxford back to back weeks. I am not worried about LSU. If you're worried, I'm about, worried about LSU. If we go out and have 17 penalties, they're going to be hyped up. They're going to think they can beat us. Fine. They always do. It's a rivalry fine. game. We you're, did it against Auburn. We weren't worried against Auburn last year. You have the defending Heisman Trophy winner. You have a running back who is god tier. Okay, playing against Jaden freaking Daniels, and you're telling me you're worried. Yeah, we you almost lost to him last year. You don't think we're going to outgun Jaden Daniels? We almost lost to LSU last year, who had Max Johnson. We almost lost to Auburn last year, who had a hobble. We didn't TJ almost Finley. lose to LSU. It was a close game. It was a fourteen-point win. It was a close game that entire game. We were at so home. was Tennessee last we year. We're not bringing that one up. We were at home, and you're you're not bringing up the uh, who was the other team we almost that, Auburn. That's <laughs> no, you're pro- that's my point. That is my point. So and, you think the dynasty's dead, Saban's done. No, I'm saying I'm worried about dropping a game or two and okay. because our team commits 17 penalties a game. And then if they do, then what? Okay, that's what I'm saying. I'm, and then the season's over and then what? We'll go back next year and do what? Be another good... I mean, we're title contenders, yes. But what I'm saying is the penalties concern me going the rest of the way. Sure. Sure. As they should. They concern me too. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to sit here and just jam my fist into the panic button when we committed 17 penalties, had a game-winning interception that got called back, and still almost won on the game-winning field goal. Mm-hmm. Look, I get it. It's awful. It's really bad. We committed 17 penalties, and all those things still had to happen for Tennessee. My point is we should crush LSU. We yes. should crush Ole Miss. Yeah. I don't know that I believe that they will because we're playing down to the level of our competition every game. Yeah, Every game. And I think that's way more in play calling than it is penalties. I think it's, that's way more on coaching. It's a both. We lost. It was a culmination of bad play calling, of penalties, of Will Reichard can't make a field goal that's in a tough stop, situation. Stop. Stop blaming Will Reichard. He's had three fourth quarter kicks that could have sealed or won the game, mm-hmm. and he's missed all three in two straight weeks. And he has Is that been, not something I can't be concerned about? And he had a game winner this year. He had a game winner. And he didn't miss a kick in for week two, two years. But now I'm looking at the last two weeks, I'm thinking about his mental makeup, and I don't know. I, I think... I'm not blaming the loss for him, but he was a contributing factor. So was Quandarius Robinson touching the punt. There is so much panic among the Alabama fan base right now that I am more disappointed in them than I am miffed at Tennessee fans right now. I am more angry with our fan base for how they are treating a team that is six and 6-1 with a really good opportunity to go to the playoff, and everyone is sitting here counting them out saying, well, nope. I am not counting them out. I'm not saying you. I'm not saying you, but go on Twitter and tell me that I'm wrong. No, I mean, everybody's having... Their everyone is, yes, everyone is convinced. Well, this is it. That's going to do it. Well, everybody's having their party on Endor. Yes, Alabama lost. Like, <laughs> that's what happened. No, no, no. I'm saying Alabama fans. I am disappointed in our fan base and our beat writers and our alumni saying, nope, that's it. They're done. They're done. That's it. No. How dumb are you? How many times have you watched this happen? Bama loses in October. Everyone says they're done. Everyone says they're washed up. They're not going to compete. And then at worst, they lose one more time the rest of the year. And I, I just, look, until that stuff, like, look, you bring up the penalties and it's happened four games. It's four games of penalties. I have 
13 years of data telling me right now that the amount of multi-loss regular seasons in Alabama's history since 2007 is one, two. That's it. Mm -hmm. Two times since 2007. And if this is the third one, so be it. That's fine. But I'm not going to sit here and jam the, the dynasty's dead. The coaches are terrible. Well, I'm not saying well, yeah, the coaches again, are terrible. Again, and I'm not saying the dynasty's I'm dead. Not, I'm not saying you. But that's where I'm getting annoyed. It is not with the Tennessee fans. It's not with the rest of college football celebrating. They would. You and I would be doing this if this was if the roles were reversed and this was USC, if this were Texas, right? If they were the big, bad, evil dynasty, you and I would be doing the same thing because that's sports. That's what you do. Everybody roots against the Yankees, which I don't know why anymore. They haven't won a World Series since 2009, but whatever. Like that's that's how it goes. That's sports. I'm not annoyed with those people. I'm annoyed with the people that have just completely given up on Alabama's season because of a loss and three or four bad games, which again are concerning. But I think it's going to sort itself out. And if it doesn't, you clean house and you go back to work next year. Absolutely. I don't but until the they prove to me that they can go out and drum a team and and do what I know Alabama can do, I'm going to be worried about games like LSU on the road because we don't play well that's, on the road. I, I I will be way more worried about Oxford. I'm worried about, I mean, yes, I'm more worried about Oxford. And if we were playing at Auburn this year, I'd find a way to be worried about that. <laughs> I promise you, because we did it last I, year. I, uh. and, the, and the talent discrepancy was much bigger. Yeah. We were better last year than we are at this point of the season right now. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, maybe I'm just being dumb and optimistic, but... There's, no, there's nothing dumb about being optimistic. Again, I, there's 13 years of data that are telling me, here's what could happen. I won't be, I won't be surprised. I mean, obviously, I was the Kool-Aid drinker before the season, so like... I won't be surprised, no, if they're in, you know, one lost team in December playing for the chance to go to the playoff. Because, again, we see that, and I said that towards the beginning of the podcast, but I am now saying these are the things that I've never seen a Nick Saban team do this late in the season. Two-loss team, too. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. This is, these are the things that I've never seen a Nick Saban team do. I have. And, and, and until I— Your freshman year, they did. The, um, what I'm talking about is we have broken the record for penalties in a game in Alabama twice in one season. That's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. We had good play calling, yeah. decent enough play calling back then. That was a complacent team. 2010 was a complacent team, right? We, we lost to Cam Newton. Everybody lost to Cam Newton. We lost to LSU on the road. Everybody loses to LSU on the road, and the team didn't have that fire. They didn't have the mental makeup, right? and that's fine. That's okay. I'm not saying the dynasty's dead, but I'm saying I'm concerned that we might be the second three-loss team maybe, or, the two, or another two-loss team. The, fine. Okay. So that's my point. That's it. I, when you jumped on me about being worried about LSU, these are the reasons. I, I'm not worried about LSU, and it has nothing to do with Alabama. It's with I've seen LSU play four games this year, and they have looked the least impressive an LSU team has looked since 2020. And before that, I can't tell you the last time I watched an LSU team that was this bad. No, they're not good, but we got we got we got, we got four good ish teams left on our schedule mm-hmm. and we have a bye week and we play mississippi state who scored 17 against kentucky and if we can if we can say under seven penalties we're going to beat teams by 30 but until i see that happen no we, we may not and we're still going to win games we're, be, yeah they'll they'll be all right but i just i look i'm not gonna i don't know what you're trying to tell me is, is i guess what i'm just saying i'm, I'm not trying to tell team. you anything all i right? don't know what to tell you you are so upset right now i'm just letting you rest. i'm not upset i'm just explaining you're you're so why this team worried. is I don't know. I don't know. I don't have an answer for you. But it's not... I'm not blaming the players. And a lot of the blame is being cast on the players right now, and that bothers me. No, I mean, there are weaknesses on the team. Sure. And absolutely. Players make stupid mistakes all the Mm -hmm. time. Okay? 
They're also 18. We rely on two. <laughs> uh, I've, uh, another thing I've never seen is, uh, is our team completely reliant on exactly two players. We all know we're 100% reliant on Bryce Young. We saw it, and we know that he is going to, we're going to go as far as he can carry us because Bill O'Brien will see to that. But two, when Will Anderson ain't getting back there, all right. The rest of the defense that narrative's annoying too. He got doubled and triple teamed like over he did. 50 He did. And he was being time. held the whole game and they wouldn't call it, so they just kept doing it. Yeah, well, that's another interesting fact. I'm not blaming Will Anderson, but I'm saying when he's not hitting the quarterback, right. that's when our secondary can't Well, hold I think that's more of a Chris Braswell and Dallas Turner issue than it is a Will Anderson issue. Yeah, if a guy's getting double teamed, you need to get that, And that's the props I was going to give to Tennessee. Um, I didn't get to Offensive talk, line play I didn't was talk awesome much about them, them but yeah. I don't know how they stopped the pass rush as well as yes. they did. They were they were awesome. They were awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, I, I I will say, right now I'm not sure if Alabama makes the college football playoff. I I think it is a fifty fifty coin toss, and a lot of it depends on not just how they look this week coming out against Mississippi State. Which, by the way, interesting fact: the last three times Alabama's lost in the regular season. They play Mississippi State the next week, yeah. <laughs> which is just so somehow look really for, rough. Somehow look for our quarterback to um, get hurt is what you're other saying. Other than other than um, Auburn in 2019, but I think uh, I, I think it's a coin toss. I think it depends a lot about how they play against Mississippi State at home this week, which I think is a good tune-up game to go into a bye week. If Alabama can scrape across a you know right now the point spread's 24. If Bama covers that game and goes into the bye week covering, I really like the way they look going into LSU and then Ole Miss and then Austin P and then Auburn. In in all reality, I think Alabama has to win two more games to make it to Atlanta. Yes, I think. But to make the playoff coming out of Atlanta, they need to win out. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And maybe this team's ceiling is an SEC title. Maybe it is an SEC title game, but we have to be okay with that. And for me, it's a lot more about where do you place the blame and it's not on the players. Because it's not. No. They're, it's not. they're being miscoached. And- it's, they're being coached horribly, especially on offense by, and I'll say this too, probably the worst coordinator in Saban's tenure. It definitely is. that He proved that with flying colors the last two weeks. Yep. Yep. Two weeks is what sealed it. Um, no, every team has weaknesses. Sure. Bill O'Brien can't mitigate around that. I keep calling him Bill O'Brien. I don't even care to get his name right. I shouldn't even say Brian. I shouldn't com- even throw the word Bryant in there. That's a disgrace. Yeah, right. Bob. Bob can't mitigate that. He no. can't look and go, I don't have a deep better receiver. Let's get some swing. Let not okay. I'm not even gonna get into the semantics of of I how yeah, much yeah. I hate his swing passes. He just can't call his way out of a wet um a wet box, wet cardboard box. Yep. I'm yep. with you. You and I both said last year after the national title game, well, Bill's going to be gone in the offseason. We were hoping he'd be gone. He's going to be gone. And maybe Golding. But My they, cautious optimism was like, I, okay, maybe he'll be better with a better offensive line. But they've been regressing, and he can't do anything about it. It's probably due to his play calling. I, I but, don't uh, – I'm not – you're not wrong about them regressing. I think it's a bad combination of – I mean, look at their last three weeks, right? They yeah. had – Jalen Milrow at quarterback the last two weeks, which is a very different quarterback to block for than Bryce Young, right? Yeah. And I think the environments that they played and the teams they were playing against, Texas A&M has a really good pass rush. And they stonewalled them for a majority of the game. And when they didn't, Jalen Milrow happened to fumble. 
right? It, it could be a contrib. It could be a lot of contrib. I mean, Bryce has been running the last three weeks more than he did last year. Is it because his receivers aren't open? Is it because his lines not blocking right. as well? I don't know the answer. I think it's that. play calling, but play I, calling. I think it's a combination of all three. But yes. I think play calling is ninety percent of the blame. So again, you know, it is what it is. This is just look. It's the greatest sport in the world, and this is why, because it's cyclical. Everything that goes around comes around. Okay. Yeah. If, screw you. Alabama's one of the whole thing. If this is if this Seattle is LA. the end of the dynasty, if this is it, it ain't it. Right. Everyone is in agreement. Okay, well, Bama's probably going to be back in the playoff next year if they're not this year, right? It depends on what happens at quarterback, but there's a lot of things that are that are going to be that way. Bama will always be a contender. Yeah. Until and they so, get a coach that... Also, this is the greatest year of college football since 2007. That I've said true. that a this lot. Been a really good year. I've said that a lot about this podcast. But one thing, I don't know. Twenty twenty when twenty twenty happened, the night before that game, you and I were watching it together with Parker, and I told you I just want us to get one more. Mm-hmm. If we get one more, Saban will have six. He'll tie Coach Bryant. He'll have the most of all time of any college coach. I hate that he won't have seven at Alabama, but he'll have six, and he's undeniably the goat. Mm-hmm. And this is undeniably the greatest college sports dynasty ever. Other than maybe John Wooden's UCLA teams. Um, and I think after that night, Bama won that game. I became more of a fan of the sport and not less of a fan of Alabama, obviously. We're, we've been talking about them for 20 minutes now. But I've started to appreciate the sport as a whole more than just one team in one conference. And I think if more people viewed college football like that, look at how stupid that sport is. In no way, shape, or form should it work. And even more than that, in no way, shape, or form should it work to the level that it does where so many people are this drawn to it. Yeah. This podcast, realistically, we joke. This podcast, realistically, gets about 100 listens an episode. Mm-hmm. There's no reason that should happen. It is teenage kids trying to do their best impersonation of NFL players. I mean, look at, yeah, when you and put it that way. The majority of the country would prefer to watch it. If you can go be on the podcast at that point, you can go, you know, look at all the. The, just the production that goes into these 136 schools every week. It's just, you just gotta be like, just be a fan of the sport, man. And it's just these people that get so worked up about like, this isn't the way Alabama should do. No, it's cyclical, dude. Sometimes they're going to suck. Some weeks are just going to suck. And that's college football. It's not fun. If everybody's great all the time, it's fun. If Alabama's great all the time for a very, very short few people who love college football, mm-hmm. we are in that percentage. And that's mm-hmm. why this week has been very bleak. But look, man, like, it is what it is, dude. This season has been unreal. It has been so much fun to watch this season. I hate that my USC Trojans lost. I'm not going to lie. It's that bothered a- me more than I let on because I really wanted them to make the playoff. They still could. They're going to need a lot of help. They're going to need some help. Bama needs to beat Ole Miss and then lose to Austin P. <laughs> <laughs> it could happen. Hey, stranger things Look, have happened. Stranger things have happened. Uh, all right. Bama's playing Mississippi State this week. Let's do a two-minute look at that game. Uh, okay. Um, Let's just look ahead. We're yeah, less yeah. review. Uh, last thing I'll say because I need to because I've been mean to them. Hell of a game by Tennessee and Hendon Hooker. That felt disgusting, and I hate that I just said that. But at the same time, had to got to give props for props are due, or else you're just like them, basically, right? Because uh, Tennessee's never said that about Alabama, not once. Um, Mississippi State calls six plays on offense total. That's Mike Leach's offense. He's done it for years. They just change up who they're throwing it to. Alabama is going to be pissed off. And the last time Alabama was pissed off coming after her loss was against Texas A&M last year. And they played Mississippi State and they won by 30 on the road. 
right? Mm-hmm. Alabama gets Mississippi State at home this year. I'm not misremembering that, right? No, I mean, they're... Alabama is at home this week. They're at home. They're yeah, yeah, yeah. Not home night game, so... Yes. So, I will ask you this. Alabama commits 10 penalties in that game. Let's just... I would kill for 10 penalties. Okay. So, that's where I'm putting the baseline. Because mm-hmm. I think it's going to be well under that, by the way. I do, too. Because um, I think that will be a point of emphasis in practice this week. In fact, that may be all of practice this week. Here, dumbass. Here's not how to commit a penalty. Um, they commit 10. What's the score? What's the final score of that game? 35-17. Okay. Would you take 35-17 right I would be. Now? I would, yes. I, I'm not... I... I'll be honest. This is not the week I'm worried, and I know that I just. But no, no. I and I game at home. The eyes of the country are now off of Bama. I don't think they're going to come out. I will worry about the weeks after where we're on sure. the road again. Uh, and I would be more in your camp if it weren't for the bye week. By the way, the bye week will be good. Saban is awesome with bye weeks. He will. He will. He will we will be. Um, I would good love to look up his record after a bye week. By the way, uh, it's got to be. It used to be a stat that was always thrown out there. If they it's don't say not it undefeated, to. it's got to be close. Yeah. It's got to be a two loss or three I, loss. No, I remember when he lost his first. Well, I don't remember what game it was, but I remember that being a big deal when it happened. Um, yeah, I just, I, I don't know, man. I, I just, I've got a good feeling about this week and the bye week. Get everybody healthy, too, because that's another thing is we don't really know how banged up this team is. No, Bryce at home, right? We didn't have Bryce at home last time we played tonight, but Bryce at home at night, we're not in the crosshairs anymore it's, and everybody's pissed and if you don't think everybody on that team is right. pissed they're the, pissed the, they'll be they'll be focused and they don't have to worry about that i do think they i do think they drum them i think is when they show they can but if oh boy if they do if they do play down to mississippi state then i'll hit the panic button but I do uh, think i'll be i'll be with you on that uh, I'll, I'll i'll take i'll them. be past the panic button i'll be in mourning it, I, it'll be over at that point i think it'll be much closer to six seven penalties i i would my score prediction right now would be like 42 17 um, I, I was going to, yeah, I was going to go a little bit lower for, um, for Alabama. I was going to go closer to 37, 35, um, 17 or 20. And maybe we look back and go, oh man, they really didn't play that well. Yeah. And they, you know, but I could also see a world where Alabama comes out and wins 52 to 20. Just keep Bryce up, right? Don't let Bryce take a hit. Cause Bryce get our quarterbacks get hurt a lot against Mississippi state. Tua got hurt twice against them. Yep. Um, Jalen didn't get hurt. Uh, AJ got hurt against him. AJ actually had a AC joint yeah. injury against Mississippi State. Yes. It's it's just it's things like that that we gotta we gotta keep track of. But hey, look, that's Pat's interference. We're keeping it under an hour. Yeah, Alabama lost. It sucks. But listen, oh, one last thing. If I haven't heard from you in four years, in four years, you didn't text me on my wedding day. You didn't text me when we had mutual friends who had massive life events. And then you text me when Tennessee's lining up for the game-winning field goal against Alabama. We're no longer speaking. We're not speaking anymore. Good. Hey, look. And whoever you are, uh, we don't curse that much on this <laughs> podcast. We don't curse that much. I was about to. I know that I know that certain adults that wouldn't like it listen to this podcast. Well, I won't do it, but I want to. Yeah. No, that's that's a chop move. No, that, yeah, that's that's Bro, you couldn't text me on my wedding that's day. Bush League. That's you couldn't text me on my wedding day. What are, that's eighth grade Come BS. On, Come on. All right. Hey, look, fun podcast, best friend in the whole world. Whole world. Uh, we'll be back at it next week. I'll miss you guys dearly till then. I know, honestly. If you don't think we think about you more than you think about us, you're dead wrong. We love you guys. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.